Hey, hey, money old, I'm on an old school beat. Hey, not Halloween, but I got some tricks that give me trees. Hey, I put my maid in the street, cause that gon' sweep. Street sweeper, she a keeper. Huh. In my pocket, girl. I done came through and I'm riding in a Tesla. Yeah. I don't for bro, so I had to charge them extra. Uh, never say never, but never seen a better. No, no. They asked me what's next, my response was pressure. Uh, Money come and go, but the business always grow. Bro. A connecting dots like a play connect fold. A picking dots like any money mode. Uh, a super hot, so they gon' blow. Yeah. Yo, what you mean? Man. On a miss. Got a from Houston, but I'm still not tipping. Nah. Tipping four foes. Uh, Chilling with my bros. Bro. Quarter than the ocean, so I'm gon' roll. roll, roll, roll I'm a psychin' little bitch. Running bands up, getting rich. Uh, Bam. Told the best friend my big, she a snitch. Money old, I'm on an old school thing. Hey, not Halloween, but I got some tricks again. I done came through in a foreign and I'm riding. Say I'm just a son of Smooth little track right there. I thought that was uh, Kendrick Lamar on there for a second. Uh, that's him. I think sample just in the background where he says, "Yeah, I like the, the the texture on the drums." Uh, but oh, that was I thought. Uh, D is it D Smoke? Yes, yeah, D Smoke. Uh, Conway the Machine. I can't remember that lady's name right off the top. D Smoke yeah. sounds like uh, this definitely sounds like D Smoke, but sounds like Kendrick or Kendrick's son. Somebody that studied up under him. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, episode 111 of the Splash Cast. We appreciate y'all for tuning in to the pregame. We are now here with the Around the League Edition Monday Night Raw. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood. Our powers combined. We are your HBCU homeboys. Thank you for rocking with us this Monday, episode 111. 111, baby. Y'all know what it is. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Y'all know what it is when it comes to the Around the League edition Monday Night Raw. We talk about HBCU news around the culture, news around basketball, news around football, news around baseball when we have a chance. Uh, we are actually going to do something unique because it is summer. We combine some HBCU and baseball. So, yeah, got a little bit of got some of this, some of that. I'm also watching the Home Run Derby. Where this dude just hit 41 home runs. Julio Rodriguez hit 41 home runs in round one. It's kind of crazy. Just know you will be tested probably next week. Um, next <laughs> week, right now. <laughs> and if I'm, I'm his team, bro, say some of that for the regular season, bro. We, we kind of need. We ain't the Braves. <laughs> also, the person he knocked out in the first round, we do not take. Do not miss opportunities to say ha 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 at the Mets. He beat Pete Alonzo in the first round, forty-one to twenty. <laughs> but hit him with the Sammy Sosa. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go ahead and get into our HBCU segment, our news around the culture. Man, not much was going on with our news around the culture except um, the Ken Griffey Jr. Swingman Classic. I believe this is the second year. First. First year. First, first year. Yes. First annual Swingman Classic. It was in Seattle, Washington. Everything I've read about this event has been spectacular. I've seen rave reviews across the board. Um, he's, you know, this is HBCU talent being able to have a spotlight shown on them. 
And I was reading one of the things where he's talking about how T-Mobile feel. I don't think we've ever seen 10,000 black people here, much less to watch baseball. Um, I mean, it's in the Pacific Northwest. So I think it's an excellent chance to give these players an exposure to something that is drastically different than what they see on a regular basis. And everything I've seen, this is this has been, you know, an excellent event. Yeah, man, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, if you haven't had a chance, go uh, and look up Justin Tinsley, who works for ESPN. He did a wonderful spot on the impact of Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, in baseball. Uh, well, it was really uh, the arrival of the hip-hop generation and hip-hop era in baseball. Shout out to Justin Tinsley. Uh, when you guys have a chance after listening to the Splashcast, go read that article and watch that special that aired if you haven't seen it already. Uh, but yeah, this was this was an awesome opportunity uh, for a, a lot of HBCU players to showcase their talents. Um, Chris Paul has done something similar with HBCUs in the NBA. Uh, so we always talk about people reaching back and, and creating a way and bringing others on. In the pregame, we talked about how we're starting to see players, kids, play in the league so now that they've kind of and you made the point of they've paving the way they've already done what they were supposed to do they've kind of went through the process and figured out how to get to where they want to go and now the fact that they're reaching back to hbcus chris paul king griffey jr um this this is awesome so this was this was great man um a lot of legends there and this Mm -hmm. was the mvp randy flores uh i saw uh i saw cc sabathia Lou Young had done a, a comedy little stint skit there about it. It was a it was a lot more people than I probably into, I, I expected to be there. But it a is lot of exposure. Junior, he is the kid. Yeah, they got a lot of exposure off of this, which is what you wanted. We had Randy Flores uh, ended up winning. Um, ended up winning the MVP, MVP from Alabama State. Uh, so he did really well. And then, of course, the HBCU Classic. Here is the rosters. Uh, they have representation from Alabama State, from all over SWAC, MEAC, SIAC. It didn't matter who. There were a lot of people there representing their baseball teams. And some people are going to get an opportunity off this. And that's all you really want is just an opportunity. Yep. So I want, once good. again, same thing we say about basketball and football. Give me an opportunity to go out and, and compete against the best let me put some good tape on on um and get some good tape. Yep, and this was the ceremonial first pitch class. Ken Griffey Jr., Andre Dawson, Roger Cador, Ralph Gar, and Ricky Weeks Jr. Um, you know, it was sponsored by T Mobile. Uh it was great, man. It was it was it was totally awesome. It's first class all the way. This dude is smoking the ball. Good lord. Yeah. Saw Marquis Grissom. It was it was just a lot. Yeah, Marquise Grissom. Really, that's the that's yes. the dude. What y'all know about Marquise? Influential, legitimate, like back mid nineties black baseball players. Yeah, man, it's what we yeah. need. And 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 while we pull up the rest of the baseball news, um, you want more African American representation. No shade to the other black folks, and I know some of y'all don't like that, but I don't care. Um, oh, it's this one video that's doing it. Well, we're going to skip this video. Is the one that did it last time too, crushed on the base oh, pad. Gotcha. Is this that's the same one that froze last week? Uh, <laughs> that froze the computer last week. It's hate. It's hate. <laughs> uh so um 
But my point was, uh, the African American representation in baseball has dwindled down to a few. And when I say a few, like ten. Uh, at one point, there were there were less than two ten fingers, less than ten players. So now, they're trying to bring back African American uh, participation as well as still expand it globally because it is the second largest sport in the world, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe may, I think it still is second. Yes, it is second. So um, that was awesome. But let's get to baseball real quick. So, <laughs> for baseball that doesn't really, uh, we'll just play it. Somebody's about to get knocked out. Come on. Hello? Is it free? Yep, I'm still here. I'm here. T- I can see you. It's just not playing. All right, well, we're going to get out of that one, too. Yep. Come on, so good, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, hey, those are the same. If the Chinese weather balloons are hated. We are at the mercy of you guys. I don't know exactly what you did, where you try to hijack our social media from time to time, or you just hate on us in general. Such is life. We will continue. I'll just post these directly to the story so y'all can see them and laugh with us. How about that? Yeah. Um, while we get that going, um, there is another 16 year old. That has been signed. I believe he was signed by the Mariners. See, this one worked. He was signed by the Mariners. Now, I'm going to let Norwood tell y'all about this uh, 16-year-old from Seattle uh, who signed with the Seattle Mariners. Yes. Feldman Celestin signed with the Seattle Mariners, 16 years old. They believe he's going to be one of the best infielders to do it. I'm going to make a joke here because I can't not make the joke. He does look like little Nas X um, and I can't unsee it. Uh, but with that said, if, if I'm a basketball player and I know this is a baseball segment, I'm furious. They're letting these 16, they're letting these 16 year olds make millions of dollars, but you telling me I gotta go. I can't come straight out of high school. This dude is coming out of sophomore year. I got a driver's license, bro. Put me in the MLB. Yeah, and 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 now we talked about old Miss football. Just signed a 16-year-old who's skipping his junior and senior year to go straight to old Miss. So you know he's gonna get NIL money. Mm, you're right. I didn't think about that. But Felden Celestin, man, 16 years old, 4.7 million dollars, and he will join the farm league the farm system minor leagues if i'm not mistaken and we'll, they'll probably try to call him up he don't ever have to play a major league game never has to play generational wealth at 16 years old 4.7 million dollars you know he hitting that ball far when the people are walking walking in the infield and ain't even looking at him. They just know it's gonna go over. The yeah, they also probably used to him destroying the baseball for <laughs> hours on on end every day. Oh yeah, that's just old Celestin back there hitting them home runs. How but since we've fallen into this topic, how long before they just completely eliminate? Uh, before they completely eliminate Never. the the draft age for ba- basketball. Or will they not? Oh, basketball. They can't. They can't make it 
that can't eliminate it. I don't even understand how baseball gets to do this. Well, number one, let's find out where this kid is from. Oh, he, he's a, I don't know where he's from. Felden Celestin, he's not from here. No shade. He is he is a baseball prodigy. We don't have a lot of 16, 15 year old baseball prodigies where they're gonna sign him to million dollar contracts. From the DR. But see, my thing is I don't understand how you can let kids from the DR play at 16, but then you I would assume you have to be at least 17, maybe, to play baseball if you come. I mean, I don't understand how you could come here. Why are the and rules just play different? baseball? You haven't finished school, bro. Like, I, I don't you have to finish high school first? I don't know. So, no. And 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 and, and me I don't and Reggie you do. don't have the answer to everything. So, if you guys know how this works and want to reach out to us, please do that while you follow, like, and subscribe. <laughs> um, yeah, if y'all got the information on how this works, I don't know. I don't know that. It, I don't think that if I was good at something at 16, they would have let me play pro baseball. They would have been like, no, you got to finish high school first. And why the Dominican the only place that, that baseball players are 16 and can be that good? How y'all that good at 16? What y'all doing? I actually find this very, this is mighty suspicious. You got good genes. Oh, what? Levi's? Lee's? Um, Bachelor party. Ivizu? Whatever, whatever type you got. That joke went over your head, huh? <laughs> I, I missed the second part. I was, I was I talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said uh, good jeans. You said Levi's. I said no bachelor party. <laughs> hey, them athletes be out there, dog. You you can't tell me them athletes ain't got no kids out there. Get out of there! <laughs> I thought that's what you were talking about. And you went right back. Like, you know how sometimes you're like, you know, speaking yeah, of getting out of here. That 16-year-old is 6'4", two, man, get out of here. Your dad was a middle linebacker. Well. <laughs> I, I could not turn my camera off fast enough. That was one time I definitely was going to be like, nope, this is a Re Reggie Island. Isolation, isolation. It's fine with me. Views. How do you feel uh, about this? How do you feel about this? And, this, so let's, and let's, for our listeners... They have a new automated balls and strike system uh, in the minor leagues. Essentially, what you can do is if you don't agree with a, a ball or a strike called by the umpire, tap your head twice, and it's an instant review. Yeah, so we're going to play the video real quick. So basically, the pitcher throws a ball. The umpire says that's a strike. He's like, nah, nah, nah. I challenge, which is a pat on the head. Um, they check it, comes back real quick that that was actually – a ball and not a strike. I a love this. That's an awful frame. That is just an awful umpire. That was a bad call. The catcher. But if you look where he caught it, and he yeah. he put it back into the strike zone, bro. So, okay. I mean, you're working with what you got with, man. And yeah, and this is not. <laughs> it, this not is also not MLB, Reggie. Come on, not man. the you best of the rest. The well, well, this is the minors, and they definitely are trying it out in the minors. Um, and I like this because there was always pushback when it came to umpires. They were like, "Yo, you're going to replace the umpires, going to change the game." And da, 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 da. well, this seems like it's actually a way to incorporate both. It's a way to incorporate the challenge, which you should have. It's a way to incorporate 
re- review technology and it keeps the umpire. And you're also able to grade the umpires and it keeps the, t- the statistics. So you are then able to go and put the best umpires for the World Series, for the National League Championship, for the playoffs. So this actually has unlimited potential when it comes to improving the game, if they use it right. Umpires, your time is, is coming to an end, brother. I hate to be the guy. I hate to have to be the bearer of bad news. But if they can get this in real time, then what do you, what are you really doing here? All you're doing is giving space to mess up. That's all it is. Human error. And before and it's not we, anything wrong with you. You're human, but they're going to replace you. Before we move on, I have to commend baseball. They This commissioner has decided, I mean, he did start off rocky because he had the, the, the strike, right, when he first took over. But in terms of modernizing the game, they are actually doing pretty well with the pitch clock and, and all of that. If they incorporate this, this will be great. But I also want to talk about I'm watching the Home Run Derby, and they changed the rules of the Home Run Derby. It is strictly timed, and the last rounds is their two minutes. So they get three minutes per round for the first two rounds to hit with a timeout, et cetera. And then in the last round, they get two minutes, and they're dog-tired, and it's, it's pretty good. So it's Guerrero versus Rodriguez, two minutes. Guerrero Rodriguez hits 20. Guerrero Jr. down to his last at bat on 19 with Laddie. one second left. Hits a home run, and now they're in the bonus, 2020. This is very, very intriguing and exciting, and it came on at 8.30, and it's going to be done by 10. Anybody that knows our age, that home run derby used to take three, four hours. Start at 7, be done by 11.45. That hitting, two, hitting home runs for two minutes straight is a long time. That's Man. endurance because you're yeah. swinging because you're trying to hit it out of there. And you got to hit as many. You got to hit as many as you can. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, that dude hit 41 in the first round. Vlad Guerrero out here. Um, oh, he I'm so he happy Acuna didn't participate in this. Do not waste up your good home runs on the home run derby. We are trying to win a World Series. I think um, Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, he definitely didn't. Vlad Guerrero Jr. just won the home run derby. All right, so let's move on. Hey, man, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, Eli De La Cruz, who is a twin, by the way. Fraternal. Ellie, Ellie. Yes, he's a fraternal twin. The fraternal twin is like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, um, but he and hit Ellie, a home Ellie is 6'4", and a monster. He hit the home run. Oh, this is the semifinals. Okay, Josh, appreciate it. Keep us updated, Josh. Uh, Eli De La Cruz hit a 455-foot home run after the – Nationals manager Dave Martinez questioned the use of an empty sensor cover on the knob of his bat. Umpires made De La Cruz remove the cover, but it was allowed back on it in the third inning after league review. After they yes. reviewed it and he put it back on, he then hits a 455-foot home run. Then, for those that are watching, at points at the bat and says, ha, ha, ha. Now, I don't have a problem with it because that does look suspicious. If we stop that right here, for those that are watching, then the umpires are examining the bat. That looks suspicious. But if you call it out and it is not what it is, you've now given me motivation. And this dude already stole home. Like, he's a rookie. He done did everything. He hit for the cycle against the Braves. Like, he's done everything he could possibly do. 
Now you've given him motivation because you think he's cheating because he's so good. Well, this is what happens. So this this is my thing with this, is that this little thing at the end, the knob, I looked it up. It's very normal. It's a it's a bat sensor that they try to use, they use basically in spring training to to locate the location of where you're swinging and the velocity in which you're swinging the bat. So if you're a baseball player, you should know. Now, I do understand that I guess you could use a buzzer, kind of like the Houston Asterix used, and maybe, but I feel like you should also know as a baseball player that like everybody uses this, so it's not that. And I definitely, um, like, after he destroys the home run, he points at it like, hey, man, hold ease, which I really appreciate. Um, and I think this was against the Nationals. Yep, it was. And their general manager was extremely humble when it was all said and done. He says, hey, man, Ellie DeCruz is a wonderful baseball player. I think he has a bright future. Uh, I liked everything except for the the celebration at the end. You earned it, big dog. You called him out. Yeah, but I said, I don't agree with that now. Cheater. You called me out. I'm going to listen. You better be glad I ain't moonwalking to home home plate. Like, ain't nothing you can do. And I'm 6'4". What you going to do? Swing. I dare you. <laughs> and, and Reggie is 100% correct. He did hit the cycle against the best team in baseball. Who was that? The Atlanta Braves. Uh, I think that he's the first person to have 40 hits and 15 stolen bases in their first 30 games. Uh, but it's safe to say he is playing out of his mind. And, yes, he is a 6-4 shortstop, not to be confused with Pittsburgh Steelers, 6-4 shortstop. O'Neal Cruz. Baseball is changing fast. Y'all should pay attention. Not to be confused with the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, that dude O'Neal Cruz is the same height, and he's he's yeah, damn good Steelers. too. He said Steelers. He said Steelers. He said Steelers. He said Steelers. That was a joke. Oh yeah, that's what <laughs> Steelers. You said Steelers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stolen bases, stolen bases, stolen bases. Ah, uh, <laughs> the Mets and the Padres are like, I want to say in third or second place, although the Mets have kind of turned it on quietly in the last few games uh, before All-Star break. Uh, they have a $775 million payroll between the Mets and the Padres, and they are both under 500. 775, y'all. 775. Three quarters of a billion dollars to be average. Below average. I'm sorry. Average. <laughs> three quarter of a billion dollars. I I firmly support all of this. Uh, number one, the Padres, y'all tried to bat by baseball unsuccessfully with Minor Machado, Fernando Tatis, uh, Juan Soto, and I, I always forget their pitches. Is it Hugh Darvish? Do they have this pitching like that? And then the Mets, y'all tried to pull the Yankees unsuccessfully. I love that you guys have spent $775 million for basically nothing. And for people who are not good at math, that is seven, seven, five, comma, zero, 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 comma, zero, 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 decimal, zero, zero. And all of those zeros are the, for the people who are better than the Atlanta Braves today in baseball. Zero, because we are. Fans of the best team in baseball. Let's go, Bravos. Also, they got Marshawn Lynch presenting the trophy at the Home Run Derby. <laughs> Seattle. 
Absolutely. Seattle's doing awesome. This is great. This is great so far. You got to have Griffey there some kind of way. Uh, the Cubs won for Yankee State. Won at Yankee Stadium for the first time in the history. The Yankees and the Cubs first played in 1932. To be fair, they've only played 12 times in almost 100 years. But they've lost oh, 12 times in, in New York uh, 100 years. But they've lost every time that they played until. How does this even happen? Last week. Last, until two days ago. I don't like that they've only played 12 times since 1932. You can't tell me the scheduling is is. is is not biased and you 12 times since 1932 that was my first question because you have interleague play so like when you have and and you well, and remember interleague just started like in the last you remember we grew up there was no interleague play that that was that was like that was borderline like i don't know of anything like polarizing but inter i remember growing up interleague play was like I'll never don't don't even bring that up. They got a DH and we don't. Yeah, but I mean that still was like twenty years ago. They started doing interleague play in the early two thousands. I want to say the the first interleague game was in nineteen ninety seven. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, even if the first interleague game was in nineteen ninety seven, I means that's still twenty. Y'all should have played each other. Y'all could have played. I mean, especially it's the Cubs times. and the Yankees, like. It just seems like a te- like two teams that should have played each other should damn near play each other every year type of thing. Like now, I, I will say interleague right. play when it started, they also made like the Yankees and the and the and the Mets play. Chicago Cubs always played the White Sox, um, right? So, but still. In 1932, it wasn't 30-something teams in the Major League Baseball. So, therefore, how <laughs> yeah, the hell did y'all, y'all not play each other y'all that many times? everybody. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what you talking about? Like, that's the part. I, who else were y'all playing tonight? It wasn't the black folks. Who else were y'all playing? Like, come on now. Oh, Lord. Hey, let's get on to the next one. Um, <laughs> we going to turn. Oh, yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's your favorite's favorite's favorite. The Atlanta Braves have broken the record with 167 home runs before All-Star break. This this is a record. No team, American League, National League, has ever done this before. There is one of one, and it is your Atlanta Braves. Clap it up. For the best team in baseball. This is what happens, man. This is what happens when you allow everybody to have a DH. This is what happens. There is no weakness in our lineup. When you allow everybody to have a DH, and there's also words to be said about the American League, all those home runs y'all used to be hitting in the back of the day because the pitchers couldn't hit. And the National League was like, nah, everybody got to hit. Now, these National League teams are like, we can all hit home runs. And the Braves, do it. from top to bottom, are amazing. Acuna is Acuna. But then you follow it up. We talked about Snicker. You had Matt Olson there. You followed up and move Ozzy Albies there and move him with his best friend. They go one and two, and all of a sudden now he's hitting more home runs. Austin Riley only hits home runs or doubles. He doesn't hit anything else. And then Matt Olson leads the major leagues and RBIs, and I think he's tied for home runs or leads them in home runs too. So the first four is a wrap, and we didn't even get to Sean Murphy, uh, Money Mike. 
Travis yeah, Darno. Let, let, let me read Arcea. you what the batting order is right now. I'm going to tell you. If, I want you to tell me where you feel the most comfortable at. Leadoff man himself, greatest leadoff baseball baseball player of all time, Ronald Acuna, number one. All-star, Ozzy Albies, two. Reggie's pick for MVP, Austin Riley, three. Matt Olson batting cleanup. Sean Murphy batting in the five spot. Marcel Ozuna is six. Super Rosario is seven. Orlando Arcia at eight, and then Money Mike Harris at nine. If Mike Harris didn't start off so bad the first six weeks of the year, he would be an All Star because his last two months have been, been playing out of his mind. He have been insane. So the, there is the no best, weakness. I, there is no weakness. There's only one good safe space. Who? So Zuna, and that's the guy who hits Dominican home runs for a living. That's all he likes to do. And he's on like a 12 game, 8, 9, 10, 12 game hitting streak. <laughs> but if, if you're if you're looking for peace, that's the only place where you could hope. And he's the and he's also that's only against right hand pitchers because you know your boy Travis, he hits in that spot against left handers. And you mm-hmm. know if he gets there, and then we still got Pilar on the bench who just pulls up the game's hit home run. Shout out to the, the Bravos hitting bombs. Um as we have already told you, the All Star Game is the Atlanta Braves and friends. <laughs> they try and shout out to LA talking about yeah, all three Dodgers are gonna be gonna have three Dodgers on the field at the same time. Three? I'm like, come on, man, we gonna have all Braves on the field, including the Dodgers. We gonna have all hey, Braves on the field at the same time. Man, <laughs> and I was so happy they interviewed Ron Washington. He is the infield coach. All of his guys went. And they asked him, it was like, hey, man, because, I mean, Ron Washington is a very old black man. And <laughs> in a lot of ways, the game has kind of changed and kind of passed. But even at his age, he's the coach of that squad. And all of his boys are no joke. He said, man, I feel like a proud papa. Every All of these guys deserve everything that they get because they put in hard work. And shout, shout out to Ron Washington for coaching this team. This infield, and shout out to Alex Anthopoulos for putting these guys together. You know who Ron Washington reminds me of? You remember in your day. I was about to say, any deacon that's ever been at your church should have come by your house. (laughs) No, (laughs) coaching-wise, sports-wise. There was a guy at Florida State who was the defensive coordinator with Bobby Bowden all those years named Mickey Andrews. And Mickey Andrews, they always say he was old. Uh, The game is passing him by, and every year – They'd be number one defense, number two defense, and they'd put out nine people into the league every year, except for when they played yep. Florida and or Miami, because they played Florida kind of evenly. But Miami, they used to just get stomped out. But Mickey Andrews reminds me of Ron Washington. The game has changed and evolved. Nick Saban kind of coaches this way. But at the same time, fundamentals the win the game. Fundamentals. And that's all he does. There's no, and there's no missing words. Why did I get cut? Because you need to play better. That's, I was about to say, you know that's what he told Vaughn Grissom. And that's the other part. I think that Vaughn Grissom is a very good baseball player. I think that he starts on a lot of teams in the MLB right now. But when your whole team is going to the All-Star game, can how mad can you even be? And that's also the reason that we did not draft a kid from Parkview who plays shortstop, and we drafted three pitchers. Because if the bats are going to swing like this, 
It ain't but one thing we can do now is get some pictures. Get the Braves are scary, man. The Braves, if they can get healthy and stay healthy the whole second half of the season, it can be it can become scary out. With our, if our pitching can get down to you know two ERA, three ERA, no, for the if rest we can get game, our aces, rest back. Of the if we could just get our aces back and let them, if we can let Soroka and Max Freed be who we believe them to be. Then boy, thoughts and prayers to y'all. We're gonna run this thing up fast and very Oh, fast. you part you forgot about uh No, I didn't forget about Bryce Elder nor Spencer strikeout. No, and one if, more. He's still hurt. Kyle Wright, who led the team in wins last year. He's hurt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's and and I know it's something else that you guys haven't probably paid attention to. Spencer Strider is a strikeout machine. He is on pace to have the most strikeouts by a pitcher since like 1930-something. <laughs> His strikeout ratio is nuts. It's, it's like all I know how to do is make sure y'all don't even get close. Well, he added, since last year, he's added a slider or perfected a slider that he is cooking batters with because it's at 89 miles an hour. His changeup is at 92, and then his fastball is at 99. What else and you, you can't find do? a more funny-looking baseball player? Funny-looking mustache. He's short. I think he wears a size 15 shoe. He just looks so weird until you see and him out he's there. A, and then, uh, he's just a muscle. Like, he has no he, – <laughs> like, he's just out there. He's going to make it that, difficult on y'all, boy. Yeah, uh, and he's only like 5'10". So it's not like – I mean, he is – he's coming straight down, straight down the lane, dog. But – with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, y'all make sure y'all if you're watching the home run derby, I think Vlad Guerrero Jr. is about to is in the finals, and I think he uh, hit 20 home runs. And if he wins, he will I think will be the first father son duo to win the uh, home run derby. More black baseball. So that would be dope, man. Y'all stay tuned. We'll give us about two seconds. We got a lot of basketball to talk about. A lot. And then really not a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Some stuff is cool. I'm just here for the jokes. Some stuff, most of this is jokes. Um, and then football, I'm going to make no fun football. of Florida. No, we're going to do football because I'm going to – what are you doing? I'd make fun of Florida. Oh. I got – yeah. Because there's only – it's legitimately only one football topic. We can talk about that at – yeah. I mean, I mean, you deleted it. I can't even press undo to get it No, back. no, 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 no. I got you. Don't worry. Be right back. No, we're going to talk about Florida. We're going to talk about Florida because you had the jokes for Georgia. And history seems to be repeating itself. All right. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back with our basketball. Shout, and I keep that 2011 with me like a 
spouse. Precise with that bitch, can knock a whisker off a mouse. Black out all of my whips, supermax all of my contracts, double stack all of my clips. Do the dash on your scat pack, pack down, show to see grip. I do this shit in my sleep, bruh. Niggas ain't never had shit. The fuck you mad at me for? Ripping up an eviction notice in the crib with roaches. Nigga, life will be a blur if you don't shift the focus. Came out on the other side, picture perfect. Could have been a victim of a homicide, shit was worth it. Clutch metal, the offset, my trust level. Bust several, so I'm standing when the dust settle. Fuck a ceiling, never let them box you in. Touch a million, stretch you with your body then. Do that shit again, do that shit again. Put some numbers on the board, nigga, get a win. Get another win, and another win. Running up the score, man. Last year I got a bigger plate. It left you lame, starving for scraps. I triple rates, but you can blame Marshall for that. Parking the lag, sparking the pack, sharp as a tack. I got it covered like a trunk with a tarp on the back. What up, Ant? We been going hard to the rap. Before I started the rap, and me and Ted both flats. When you see a real nigga, you gotta tip your hat. And since I'm a real nigga, I do just that. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our basketball segment of episode 111 of the Splash Cast uh, Monday Night Raw. We appreciate y'all for tuning in with us. Uh, we got a few things we're going to talk about today, so let's get into it. Start off with our WNBA, man, and I see that people are starting to take things and matters into their own hands. Um, Brianna Stewart and Nafisa Collier to start their new they're going to partner together to start a new league domestically in the offseason um they are founding a new women's basketball league to give the top WNBA players an option to play domestically in the offseason versus going overseas it's going to be a three-on-three league and a one and one-on-one at a soundstage in miami of course the whole britney griner thing has basically Turned a lot of people off from going overseas. Some people still go because they, I mean, that's how they make the money. But this is a great option. We talked about uh, our friend in Detroit starting his own league uh, up there. Uh, I like this. It's going to take off. (laughs) It's going to take off. Uh, So this is dope, man. This is pretty dope. So I got a question. Do they have to run this by? Ice Cube? Should they run this by Ice Cube? I think they missed the opportunity to. I think they missed an opportunity to run this by Ice Cube because you could have partnered and basically brought everybody to one place versus that. Yeah, I think they missed the boat. I think they should. I don't think they have to, but I think they should. I think they missed the boat on it. That's my, because he is, is the innovator of three-on-three basketball. There was not a three-on-three basketball league prior. He's legitimized it. He has taken his product to market. He has had multiple successful seasons. I think that, I mean, they're about to get kicked off again. And I don't, I think that women should have the same opportunity to do whatever, but I can't. When I saw it, I was happy for them, like two active athletes doing this. 
but I also at the same time are like, damn, like I see, you know, we just had Ice Cube not that long ago go to the internet and say how everybody, well, you know, certain people are not really helping him. And then you see something like this and it's, it's, it's kind of a weird situation. Like, do you owe that person that respect to say, hey, man, we, we're looking to do this and give them an opportunity? Or are you just two women like, no, we're going to do this? It's, it's kind of puts him in a precarious situation because he's because yeah. you're right. He definitely called everybody out and said, I'm getting not not getting support. He said that they are working against him. He said that you guys they, that the powers that be are making moves to freeze him out and and not just not support but take him down so if they were to do this and find out that the WNBA is backing this which means that the NBA is backing this it's basically Facebook meta coming out and saying no you can't do this and then buying your app and destroying you for it it's the same thing yeah. And I, if that's the case and I see that this is backed by the WNBA, I'm going to have a totally different voice on this league. But you want like, – that's – like that is to me is kind of the middle portion where I think that like they should have the – they should be backed by the WNBA. They should be backed by the NBA because we should support women's sports and specifically women's basketball. You know how I feel about women's basketball. But at the same time, it like it's 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 a very it's a very nuanced conversation. That's what we like to do here is talk about things that nobody else is going to talk about, and that's where this one gets super tricky for me because I want to be one hundred percent behind this, but then at the same time, I'm like, you know, I guess I feel like I'm kind of old school on certain things. Like, hey, you already got this program running, you got you started this, you're the godfather of this. Least I could do is come by and say, hey, man, can I get your grace? Or would you like to like partner or whatever? I mean, at least ask him what can he teach you. He he's gone through it, and I'm gonna be very transparent. What I say next, it's gonna be more difficult for women than it is gonna be for men. I think from a villainous thought process, from somebody, if I were a villain, <laughs> I think this is master manipulation. If Ice Cube is right, and you are freezing me out, and you're trying to tear me down. Having a women's three-on-three league. And I'm going to take this down because I don't want y'all to think I'm talking bad about them. I'm not. We support this 100%. I'm talking about the NBA and powers that be that if he is not. uh, Yeah, it's like the NBA can't support them. Well, not even the NBA. It's like if you are backing this, if if the WNBA is backing this, which means the NBA is backing this, this is. Master manipulation means by you them. support it. Well, hold on, you just don't you know, support you're master manipulation by this because Ice Cube can't come out in the time that in the day and time that we live, you can't come out and speak against this. You know how bad he would look if he spoke against the three on three leagues for for women after the whole Britney Griner oh, situation. You look after like the Kiki WNBA Palmer not getting I mean, no money. Yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, you 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 look crazy. You look crazy. You can't. So if if that is true and they're back, this is master business and manipulation master manipulation and i'll have something different to say but for now shout out to brianna stewart and nafisa collier we always champion the ability to make money and and here and not have to go abroad and put yourself in danger that's the reason like on one side i have to support this it's better for the athlete it it keeps them engaged all season 
you find another source of income without having to travel abroad where we just saw things get tricky. But at the same time, it's another guy and he's the first per, he's the first owner of a, a of a professional sports league and he's black and he doesn't seem to be getting the help that he deserves to. You know, we Nobody's just we really just about it. That's the part that bothers me. He's not getting should be just support. I don't understand why from anybody like, else. Nobody I, I, no basketball players are standing up for him. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. And I, I that's I think he needs a, like an NBA golden boy to, to do it. He needs like a younger guy who the NBA can't deny to come out and support. I already got somebody in mind for that, but and he just got paid too. Mm-mm. You said, "Oh, you mean younger retired person?" I thought you meant just somebody to attend the games that plays in the league. No, no, no. I think Carmelo. Yeah, Carmelo will be it because he's a basketball purist. I think he probably still got it more than you know. I think that Carmelo has not been Carmelo for a long time, but I think the big three, he's still it, and that's a game built for him. Yeah, it's one-on-one. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Um, You mentioned Kiki Palmer earlier. So there's a follow-up to this where Kyle Kuzma and Winnie Harlow, who's dating model Winnie Harlow, uh, were spotted at the Usher concert. And Usher was about to do the same thing to Winnie that he did to Kiki, except for this time, Kuzma was in attendance. Kiki was by with her homegirl on the girls' trip. Oh, yeah, she was completely unattended. The whole backside of her dress was unattended, as far (laughs) as I'm concerned. So instead of... Yams on display. Jumping up there and dancing with Usher, Kiki, I mean, Winnie... Jumped in Kyle Kuzma's lap and was like, no, sir. And Usher just kept it moving. And then, well, actually, he didn't. Usher still he you chose, chose violence. He sat right there on the rail and sang to her. <laughs> hey, 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 let, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. ISO right now. Ladies, this is how you properly manage your relationship if you support black love and happiness. That lady got up. She said, oh, no, no, Usher, you and your Usher bucks won't get over here near me. I saw what happened with uh, Kiki. She was spinning and looking and and canoodling. Nope, my man is here. I'm going to hop in this lap. Usher, get away from me in this Too Fast, Too Furious jacket, this leather outfit. (laughs) No, you and me, no, it won't be no dancing. It won't be no serenading. I'm sitting over here by myself, minding my business. You know what? Kyle Kuzma, he didn't won twice in a week. He got the money that he wanted, and his lady acted like she had some sense in front of the world. <laughs> that man is on cloud 10. And now I understand why he was acting the way that he was later in the week. Kuzma? Yeah. When you what see did he it, do? we're going to get there. Well, you You'll see that, it. You should have put that uh It's in there. Just keep just keep on going. Well, I guess we'll come back to Kuzma because I want to laugh. And I <laughs> listen, y'all. I have to figure out how to choose my words right. And right. that's the cover. Go ahead. I'm gonna let y'all know that right now. This is the cover of the podcast. Um, this Unbothered. this will be it <laughs> um, for y'all who do not know. This is Miles Turner, the center for the Indiana Pacers. 
So for um, our listeners that are now. here, Miles Turner is sitting on the bench, legs crossed like he's at a parent-teacher conference, with pink pants, love the color pink, uh, loafers, a blouse, and an a ascot. ascot. No shirt, looking like he's about to go get driven on a Sunday drive. No, to me, I, I this look, first of all, I want you to look at Obi Toppin. He just got here. He like, boy, what the hell is going on? I just got this damn job. And this supposed to be your front court right there. That's your center. That's your power forward right there. He looking at this dude like, hey, he's a hell of a basketball player. But this is also the same outfit that my mother would wear after I would get a knees improvement on my uh, progress report. And the teacher would put comments talkative. Then my mother would show up the very next day in this very same outfit and look just like Miles Turner, straight ahead, waiting for me to say something so she could cut my ass right there in that schoolhouse. Thank you so, to the viewers that are here. That is not a ascot. <laughs> that is a scarf. That's an ascot. Look at how it's tied. It's around the Man. neck. It looped down. That's an ascot. Now, it's an ascot with a shirt with buttons open instead of what well, he looked like a damsel in distress with is a dress shirt tied up and a, and a smoking jacket. That's an ascot, bro. Sure. Cool. Listen, for the all those listeners, we always say sponsors and all that. This is what you call a Norwood special. Y'all send Norwood this outfit. And if you do, he will wear it on the show to prove that this is an ascot, not a scarf. So y'all do that for me. Yeah. But I want y'all to understand one thing about the sauce. <laughs> I'm gonna get this fit off. I'm very confident. I get this fit off and it be player. It's 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 about who is wearing the clothes as much as the clothes that are being worn. Never forget that. It's the never posture. forget that. The posture is what makes this bad to me. It's the posture. But this is the other part. Please do not forget how large. Miles Turner is. Y'all get over there, talk crazy to him if you want to. You put hands and feet, and I, I know them loafers look like they hard bottom. I know they hurt. I know they hurt. <laughs> I know they hurt, boy. You'll see somebody that, just that out is with a some, human with who you do not. Y'all will only talk crazy. Be aware. I tell you that much. If you see him in person, you'll be real quiet, real humble, and real polite. I still probably say like, "What the hell is that?" I probably say that. Okay. And he'll and, he'll and say when he shows you exactly what the hell that is. Oh, he goes, nah, I'm, man. You I'm, know how athletes are, man. This costs more than your whole fit. You right. This that costs more than everything I got on. But bro, <laughs> anyway, let's he's laugh some more. Six eleven, two fifty. He's six eleven, two fifty. Get over there, and he saw some. He's six eleven, two fifty. What if Miles Turner fight like this? <laughs> this is boy. Dumb. <laughs> Anthony Davis was sparring and he looks like a fish out of water, but man, he is. Look at that. That boxer's getting this out of is... there, but you got to get out of there because, I mean, he doesn't have to move out the middle of the ring in order to hit you in the corner. Yes, he does. You see, he keep leaning because he don't know how to fight. First of all, <laughs> you're eight feet tall. Why are you leaning? And the second part about this is just because an athlete is big does not mean they know how to fight. Is that little dude will whoop Anthony Davis's ass. I'm going to tell y'all that right now. They let them fight. Anthony Davis do not stand a chance. 
Second of all, why are y'all going to let this man who is historically always injured do this? Made of glass. This is is the last thing that you should have him doing. Y'all should have him wrapped in bubble wrap in the offseason. And y'all got him out here. He looked like the type of person to to swing, miss, fall down, hyperextend his knee. And be concussed. (laughs) And hyperextend his knee with that wide stance. Self-knockout. He looked like he about to do a split. Yeah, tell your boy to get, get his feet under him. Like... This yeah, is not it, but bro. this—I mean, now you he is warm. taking boxing lessons. Obviously, this is new, so now he's working but on it. it. So hopefully, he gets better. I'm gonna tell you right now, James Jones is looking at him like, "Oh, he is lunch." <laughs> hey, you might be able to beat me on the basketball court, but boy, if we take it out of here. I'll black belt you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, James Jones, hey man, he'd be a fool to try to do anything. <laughs> James Jones is universally known in the entire NBA as don't mess with him. I've seen him beat somebody up. One is only one story about James Jones beating somebody up. They'll never say who. He'll never say who. He actually never brings it up. Other people bring it up. And James Jones, they say it was one fight, and it was like nobody can mess with him. But this is the thing. It's like when you know that you when, – when it's your thing that you know how to do really well – which, I mean, it's crazy that he's an NBA basketball player and been in the NBA for this long. But you have to be looking at this dude like, boy, I will really, I'll hurt you. I'll hurt you real bad. I'll hurt you the worst. Was that Michael Jai White? That uh, is yeah. the, when they, when they I said. I thought he was an actor. He was <laughs> a fighter. Where they said, and he, will uh, beat y'all he was doing an interview. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, I could kill somebody if I wanted to. And the guy, the interviewer said, ha, 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 reporter. He was like. You think I'm playing? <laughs> oh, I, I when I saw Michael John White do that little punching diagram, and he was like, "All right, you throw a punch." And he caught it. He said, "All right, now I'm gonna throw a punch. You catch it." That boy snapped one at him. He said, "Oh, <laughs> I know what I'm doing here. I know how to throw a punch." And yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, he 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 is." Y'all better stop playing with the people who can really fight, man. That piece it up like Israel Adonijah. <laughs> Or get shipped out of there like Jordan Poole. Draymond, they said Draymond punched the love of the game out of Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole looks like he has, you know, there's a joke about your freshman year ID picture versus your senior year ID picture. This is what this looked like. It looked like Jordan Poole showed up freshman year and was ready to play. And then by senior year, it's like, <sighs> no, I'm going to tell you exactly what he did. He punched him into D.C. And like, like jokingly, but not really. Like, look at you know that beard. That's a DC beard, where it's kind of like lined up, but it's still scraggly on the outside. All he need is either some <laughs> Nike boots. That's what he really need: a pair of Nike boots, some skinny jeans, and and a hobo pullover. Oh, you look like everybody from DC. With the, uh, I will the also grow your hair out. Get them look. Get the little mini twists. Get you a pair of phone posits, bro. You you are DC. Also, in all of these pictures, he looks unhappy. He looks miserable. Yeah. None of these pictures does he really genuinely look to be anywhere near DC. Can we go right? Keep going. Yeah, right here. Still, he looks sad. still miserable. And then Draymond traded one of the most glor traded from one of the most glamorous teams in the league. To a rebuilding wizard squad. He looks completely dead inside. Feel bad for the kid. Draymond said that? That's not real. No, that's not real, but it's funny. It is funny. That's that's crazy. 
That's crazy. Damn. Oh yeah, we definitely. But it's crazy because it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) More Jordan. Josh, you know that look where it's like, it's like it's a line on there, but it's like nah, you know. Hey, sure, let me live. You know what that means. Why okay, did Kuzma so bring is, his jersey to to Jordan Poole? Is he supposed to be, I guess, uh, it's the one-two punch? I told you he was acting different. And the reason he brought this jersey is because he was so af- happy that his lady acted like she had some sense. He was like, nah, put my jersey in the Raptors. Look at that. I'm still playing. He kept it beat. But I do. I, I was like, dang, why did Kuzma come like he signed with the Wizards? Like he was the big free agent. I guess, look, man, if ain't nobody else going to toot your own horn. If ain't nobody else going to toot your horn, toot your own horn, bro. Did you bring your own jersey? That's weird if you brought your own jersey, right? Like, bro, he just got traded here. So, yeah, they're showing off his new jersey. So, either you brought your own own jersey and that's weird, or, like, the team people like, hey, hold this jersey, which is even weirder. Like, but bro, I'm a part of the team. Or, they, or was, you asked to be introduced. I wouldn't put it past them. You asked to be introduced. How do you feel about it? How, how, where does this big two rank in NBA duos? This two? <laughs> how scary is this big two? <laughs> PG. <laughs> PG. You know. <laughs> parental guidance? <laughs> A little parental guidance, that's all. I think it might be G. <laughs> It's a Disney special. <laughs> I mean, now you got like now that I've actually thought about it, is this one of is it's not a top half, top two, top top it's half probably, of what? I, it's really you start looking at there are teams with who's better have a better two? No, no. Scoot Henderson and Shaden uh, Shaden Sharp or Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma? What are you talking about? Scoot Henderson and, and uh, Dame Lillard to prove it otherwise. <laughs> no. Ain't no way, Dame. Trade him first. <laughs> oh, Dallas, Luca, and who? Kyrie. Oh, yep, you're right. Um, <laughs> New Orleans? Definitely not Boston. New Orleans, ain't not no Phoenix, New Orleans don't have a duo. The they just got a team. Not the 76ers, not the Clippers, not hey, the man, We don't know who we have, so DeJounte and Trey. And Trey. DeJounte and Trey better than that, than this. Fuck, fuck that now. I'm going to cut it somewhere. Yeah, hell yeah. Why, DeJounte better? is better than Poole and Kuzma. Trey is better than Poole and Kuzma. You think DeJounte right. is better than Poole and Kuzma? Hell yeah. Hell think- yeah. Trey and Poole look real similar to me. I Hell, think Poole, no, is, man. Poole I can't even, pass. I don't think Poole can pass, I don't bang but I Trey think like that. But Trey way better than damn Jordan Poole. The Bulls, nope. They the Bulls are better. Nah, the Pelicans they got Zion and Brandon Ingram. Miami, yeah. no. Nuggets, no. This this is quickly becoming one of the worst big twos. Not the Cavs, nope. Not Minnesota for sure. Not the Rockets. Not yeah, this this the, the Spurs and the Hornets gotta be mm-hmm. in a dog fight for the worst big two in the NBA. The Spurs and the Hornets? The Spurs got Wimby, 
Keldon Johnson. No, 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 no. Not the Spurs. Not the Spurs. Spurs are good. They got you Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, and Wimbiana. You just said Spurs Hornets. That, I, that was a mistake. It's Hornets. Hornets and Wizards. Because I assume that John Collins and Laurie Marketing to be better than both of them two. Or <coughs> Walker Kessler and Laurie Marketing. I don't know. I think you sell them short. Excuse me. I think you're selling them short. I think Jordan Poole is going to be able to shoot as much as he wants. I think I think he's going to end up winning something. <laughs> he's going to win some type of scoring award. I don't know what it's going to be. But they're not going to play no defense. There will be no defense. That's the re- like Everybody defense else has some optional type of de- in the defensive league component. Anyway. At this point, man, defense ain't really – No, I'm – pa- oh, Orlando, no. I'm taking – um. Bonchero and Wagner. No. Franz. Franz and Bonchero, yes. What is this? Creativity powered by numbers. Uh oh, Chinese weather will move back. No, that's you. You put something that says Patreon that I can't click. So I'm going to pass that. I mean, just crop that out. Uh, let's, let's get, since we're talking about the Hawks, in one of an interesting trade, Patty Mills, there's a lot of jokes that I can make about being passed around four times in one week, but I won't, um, is now on the Hawks. He was traded from Brooklyn to the Rockets, Rockets to the Thunder, Thunder to the Hawks. What'd that sound like to you? Nope. No Greek jokes. Nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. Nope, you're definitely right. <laughs> Not a single one. Um, and from what I understand, they're still deciding if Pat- Patty Mills stays on the team or not. This was not a good trade by the Hawks. This is just them being cheap. We traded Ty Ty Washington, Rudy Gay, and Usman Garuba and a second-round pick for Patty Mills. So if you are keeping count, and I assume that you are, we have turned John Collins into Patty Mills. Well, I, you, I, I think that there's another move that's going to be made by the Hawks. I don't know if Patty stays or goes. I, my bet is that they're going to try to make a move for somebody, and if they don't, they'll just keep him. But we can't sign anybody because everybody who's who – who should be signed is basically signed at this point. No, I'd be a trade. I told you that what I've heard, the the trade that I've heard and that I keep seeing over and over again is Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know uh-huh. how you make that work because of the money, but it's something like Carl Anthony Towns, Clint Capella, Hunter. DeAndre Hunter and a third team and the Hawks somehow get Carl Anthony Towns and it'd be Carl Anthony Towns, Trey and what's his name? Well, he might as well, I mean, where you at that point, you might as well send him a Kong Wu too or he's going to have to go somewhere. He's not, he's in the last year of his deal, I think, of his rookie deal. Yeah, I think the mock trade is a Kong Wu somewhere. It's either a Kong Wu or Jalen Johnson. No, and there's also Sadiq Bey. So Sadiq Bay is the, also somewhere in there. They get rid of Hunter and Sadiq Bay. 
Well, you got to get rid of Clint and Okungwu too. There's only one. What are you going to do? Have Okungwu at, at 5'11 play the center and Carl Anthony Towns at eight feet tall play the power four? That would be some of the dumbest looking basketball I've ever seen in my life. Well, I wouldn't even want him be, on my team. It would be front court, back court at that point. It would just be. It would be it'd be positionless front court. You you could put Okungu at the four, you could put Carl Anthony Towns at the five. It, they would no. just be there. He's gonna have like at the end of the day, rubber means the road. Okungu's gonna have to be the rim protector. Hmm? Carl Anthony Towns is a chump, yo. I don't. <laughs> you too big and too soft, bro. Pause if needed. Definitely needed. Uh, Kawhi. <laughs> Was living his best life, partying with Rick Ross. I believe this was his birthday week, if I'm not mistaken. And Rick Ross is there. Kawhi chilling. He looks. Why he not does happy. not smile on camera, <laughs> at all. <laughs> look at he's like like look right there. No, I'm not having fun. I would much rather be at home in my massive because his house is massive and beautiful. I would much rather be at home minding my business than out here with Rick Ross. In a nightclub. And he don't even, like. Do you think that Kawhi drinks? No. No. So he's just out <laughs> in this place, not talking, being silent. And uh, all of this. Yeah, this it's, is a it's different, though, when you're the center of attention, though. Like, that's his thing. You don't talk. You're silent. And you don't like taking pictures and all of that stuff. So, I mean, you that's what you expect but i don't want to hang out with a person who doesn't say anything but i'm out to have a, if i'm out i want to have a good time you gotta think of business wise man rick ross being seen with Kawhi gets him in front of a whole lot more faces for who rick ross people like Kawhi. more i think Kawhi has a right wider wider demographic of fan than rick ross Sure, but you're talking about athletes. Kawhi Leonard got to be not on the top 50, probably not top 100 of people who I would rather be seen with. If I'm trying to grow my brand, Kawhi ain't the guy to do it. Hey, man. Them New Balances? <laughs> you ever seen anybody wear them before? I'm sure an AAU team wears it. But what I'm saying is we talking about it right now, so it served its purpose. More yeah, because we're laughing at Kawhi looking like a hostage. It's not on Bleacher because any Report. Of this looks fun. Rick Ross don't look like having a good time either. It's definitely publicist set up. Kawhi's gonna be there. You in town? You should go ahead and walk through. Somebody pay both of them. Kawhi out there in an undershirt though. <laughs> baggy neck, baggy neck. Hey man, so Kev, what's good, Kev? Shout out to our Philly, Philly folks, Philly supporters. Gotta know, Kev. Gotta know. Gotta know. Gotta know. First of all, shout out Rachel Nichols back on TV in Showtime. Uh, she interviewed Joel Embiid. Joel says that he wants James Harden back and hopefully that we can accomplish what we want, which is a championship, and that his mindset can be changed, which tells me that he's like, I'm out. Send me. There is no way for us for me to come back. And I think that Joel Embiid has came to the same crossroads that I have. There is probably not going to be a guy who's better at helping me star in my role as James is. You're not going to send me a guy who's going to lead the NBA in assists. You're just not. 
and I'm going to make it easy for you, but you're still not going to send me a guy that good. I don't think so. Yeah, and the real person that you could have signed, as I, which we'll talk about, I guess we could talk about next. Um, I don't, well, it's not up here, but the Chris Paul going to Golden State just totally confused me. I thought him going to Boston, uh, Philly, any team that needs a point guard. You are right, Kevin. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was. And, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you said Kevin. Kevin says that was complete opposite of his response about Ben. But nobody liked Ben. Everybody knew Ben was out of there. That's another person that's been linked with the Hawks. Yeah, Jesus. Um. But I, I don't know if James Harden, I don't know where James Harden, James Harden's trying to get to Phoenix, I believe. But Phoenix is like, we can't afford it. We've already, they got Eric Gordon. They've kind of filled out their roster. They filled the roster out. They're, which we're not going to spend a lot of time on this week, but that James Harden situation has taken way too long. And I think that that's put them behind the eight ball. This Dame situation is taking way too long. And I think that it, it's, you you want to be getting used to your teammates now, that type of thing. You don't want this to drag this thing out as long as you can. I mean, that, that doesn't help you as far as being prepared for the season. I don't know what's going to happen with – well, we knew – we're done with this one, but I, I think we know what's going to happen with Dane. If, if the rumors are true and they calling and telling everybody else, listen, don't call – don't try to trade – because if you trade, I'm not coming. Like, and and I as think we that there's about a, Dane I think there's right a high here, chance that he stays in Portland. They said, you know, Blazers GM Joe Cronin says if it takes months, it takes months. But we will make the trade. Now, by them saying it takes months, that's a good one. If them saying it takes yep. months, that it's it's a smart move by Joe Cronin. And let me tell you why I was thinking about this. Eventually, you ha- like you said just now, you have to start getting ready for the season. You have to start getting – it's almost – it's July, July 10th. Next, next month is August. It, that's 60 days away from the season at that point. So if you, if, if you don't start getting ready, start going over the playbook – some of these people got new coaches. Going over the playbook, doing all of that stuff, you're behind – like you said, you're behind the eight ball. So this freezes out people that are on the fence autumn teams suppose miami is just it's, like hey it is what it is like we we can't wait any longer yeah it, it's because whoever gets dame you have to restructure your whole team you it's gonna take you have to get him there and then you're gonna have to move pieces around in order to make the money work or you i mean he's so expensive that you're gonna risk like yeah, it's just going to be a problem, a very bad problem. And with the new CBA, you're probably going to have to jettison somebody else just to make the money work long term. Um, and, I mean, you're right. Portland has no rush. If Dame stays here, then sure, we're, we're going to be as competitive as we can be. If Dame leaves, we are in a full meltdown rebuild. In that case, next season don't matter to us anyway. So you're playing against a person who has nothing but time. So if it takes months, you're right. It takes months. 
you have to find a trade package that I'm interested in taking back if you want to if you want to leave my team. And they screwed. They kind of Portland kind of screwed him over because they can't really take on a whole lot of cap space because they paying Jeremy Grant five years, one hundred and sixty million dollars. Sixty million. Yeah. So I mean, and so they're also shopping Nurkic, but I mean, so like, they're do, but there's like they're playing this. Where Dame will, it, it seems like they're saying Dame will help you get to wherever you need to be, but we're you're, we're not going to just allow they, you to take advantage were, of us in the, uh-huh. in the process. They didn't even say that. They said, look, we will not honor your request just to go to Miami. We will take the best deal that we can get. They said that as soon as he, re- that he asked it. I am a firm believer that Utah is where he should end up. I think that they have manageable players that they should be able to keep. Who do you give up for them? You could give up all the guys who you were ready to get rid of anyway. THT, you could give up uh, Ochai Ogbaji, or you could give up Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olenek, uh, Colin Sexton. And then remember, they have all the draft picks from the Carl Anthony Towns trade and all the draft picks from the uh, spider trade, you know, the diamond. Really um, so yeah, they if you want four picks, they can give you four picks. You can get Colin Sexton. You can get THT. Yeah, like you you can get enough players to kind of fill whatever position you need. I disagree. And get a bunch of draft picks. I disagree. I think the best place for him to go would be Minnesota. I think Minnesota, if they're really trying to trade Carl Anthony Towns, then the money is closer with Carl Anthony Towns and Dame. You get control of Carl Anthony Towns for four more years. Dame goes to a team with Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, and Dame. That's not a bad three. So my thing is, with Carl Anthony Towns, you're not – with Carl Anthony Towns, you're not getting drafted. They don't have him. They gave him to Utah. So, is call? Would you rather have four first rounders or call Anthony Towns at fifty million dollars for the next four years? Who's giving up? I four want the first four first rounders. Rounder. Who's giving up four first rounders? Utah. Utah. Yeah, they have their four. They have their first round picks for four years. They have basically the. They have control of the four picks from Cleveland, and it's like four picks from Minnesota. Yeah, they. What What do you want? But I'm telling you, I want those four picks instead of fifty million dollar car Anthony Towns for four years. Assuming That's, that Dame I don't goes. Want that contract. Now, the the kicker is Dame said, "I'm not going. I'm only going to go to Miami." <laughs> so okay, then. Then we'll see you next season, Dane. Congratulations. You're a Portland Trailblazers. You and Scoop will figure it out. I'm not playing with you. I'm not taking I'm sure as hell not taking Tyler Hero and no draft picks. You crazy as hell. <laughs> Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and two draft picks is what they I think they offer. No. <laughs> Tyler Hero, I mean not Tyler Hero didn't play last year. I gotta see him play again. Duncan he Robinson did was play. unplayable. He played the, he got hurt in the playoffs. Well in the playoffs. I gotta see him play again. <laughs> and on top of that. Duncan Robinson was unplayable for the vast majority of the season. And then no. they played him and he kept him. In, I mean, I'm not saying I agree. You need more draft picks, 
But I mean, that's a good starting spot, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, especially with hey. the two the team you have now with Scoot and and Shaden and and uh, Anthony Simons. That's another guy that can score off the dribble. If you want Dame, send me Bam. Oh no, well, <laughs> you can well. We just came from the you finals. Think, we're not giving you Dan, Bam. We're not. We're not doing. You that. think you're going? I'm gonna send you my first best player. And you gonna send me back a third and a possible boy? You crazy as hell? We, hey, I run my run my back with what I got. No, you won't. They ain't no one to be there. You'll, you you won't. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Miami. I'll run it back with what I got. Yeah, Miami's not sending Bam. I I don't think that was ever gonna happen. And that's the reason I would never. If you think that you can send me your third best player, and I'm gonna send you my first best player, then one of us is dumb. Well then, what what would what what would you get from what what's the difference? There's not really any player that you gonna get back of his caliber. No, so you either. I, what I'm saying is, if I'm Portland, I need Bam or Jimmy. Or we ain't gonna do it. So then, uh, obviously, you know that's not gonna happen. Like you know, then good luck happen. and Godspeed. Then I'm not gonna give you a championship and then me look sitting here with the poor mouth. You got me crazy. This is why I say you <laughs> <laughs> This is why I say you should go to Minnesota. Minnesota has three seven footers. They have three max contract guys now that Anthony Edwards has gotten his uh, gotten his contract. You traded five picks or four picks for Rudy Gobert. So you can't trade Rudy Gobert. Kind of like the San Francisco 49ers. Can't trade Trey Lance because you traded four picks for him. So, what the only person here, the only person here is Carl Anthony Towns to be traded. His money is comparable to what Dane makes. Dane will make like $40-something million. So, you tell me this. I, I see three centers here. Contract and production, which start bench cut. Contract and production, start Rudy Gobert, bench Nas Reed, cut Carl Anthony Towns. You have to cut Carl Anthony Towns. Because because Rudy Gobert's contract is so big, because you paid Anthony Edwards already, you are and you just paid Nas Reed, unless you unless you plan on going into the first or second apron of the tax, you have to get rid of him. Because you get you gave up four picks for Rudy Gobert, and if you get See, rid of my Carl, start bench cut, I start Nas Reed, I bench Rudy Gobert, I cut Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns right. is is the worst asset here. Rudy Gobert is a very close second. Nas yeah, Reed is the only person Nas on a reasonable Reed. contract. And I start Nas Reed over Rudy Gobert. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like valuation asset wise, Nas Reed is the only person who I see as a positive here. I am trying to, hey, I know that you say you can't trade him because you just spent the picks. Losing for three or four more years and pissing off Anthony Edwards in the process and making him demand a trade is not worth it. Hey, I'll take Nas Reed, and I'm I'm getting rid of these players for cap space. If John Collins can take a salary dump, then hell yeah, I'm dumping both of these salaries. Just give me the money back. I'll reinvest. No, you would get, if you, well, now you're in the same conversation, though. 
if you're dumping both of these contracts, you are able with Carl Anthony Towns, you're probably able to get more assets back than Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert just doesn't do anything offensively unless you send him to Golden State. But Golden State, I don't think, has any picks. They may have picks. I don't know. They all they got they got Washington picks. So, or you send Carl Anthony Towns to OKC. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get off of those two heavy contracts with a new CBA. Like my life depending on it. Who wants them and where can they go? You can send me back. I'll do a sign and trade with Dallas. You hey, you sign Christian Wood. Let's just y'all figure that out on y'all end. Y'all can get Carl Anthony Towns today. Nah, they would give uh, they give Gobert the ball. They give at that point if you're gonna go Dallas, Dallas will want somebody that has. Oh, because uh, he's French. I'm that's a joke. But maybe <laughs> he would take because <laughs> he's French and RB. and that would be good for Luca too. Uh, one of the best rebounders in recent history just signed for the league minimum. And he said to younger players, I was that guy. I was a $100 million guy. I was pouting. I was upset when I wasn't playing. I went from $100 million to effing league minimum. Swipe right. No sound. Oh, they hate it. But number one, this guy is the best rebounder in Detroit Piston history. Period. Without a doubt. There's nobody, and that includes Dennis Rodman. There's nobody who's ever rebounded better, Ben Ben Wallace included. Andre Drummond is the best rebounder in Detroit Pistons history. And I think that he's not a league minimum guy. He's kind of in the same situation as Russell Westbrook to me. I can keep trying to go from team to team to team, but I think he's found a place where he feels at least mildly comfortable, and he just wants to stay there and try to figure it out from there. If you were going to do a salary think... dump, this is what I thought the Hawks would have done. I would have, if you were trying to get rid of Clint, but you want stuff back for Clint, I would have, I would have traded for DeAndre Drummond, and that'll come will start and bring Drummond off the bench. At least you don't lose rebounding, and you still have backup size. So you know when you have to play and be, you can kind of you know. A Kung Wu doesn't work for me because Embiid. What are you going to do against that? You just can't stick a Kung Wu out there versus Embiid. On, beat him to hell. Kung Wu be getting killed by Embiid. Embiid be dunking all over him, Kung Wu. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of people getting d- dunked on. Who? Wimby? No, Simmons catches a stray. What does Simmons do? Does this video have no sound? Swipe right. I don't give a F where we at, Ben Simmons. No, no, no. Go back. You missed the you missed the end of the bar. I ain't playing nowhere. <laughs> Why PJ Tucker posted this on his Instagram is violent to me. <laughs> it is violent and disrespectful. It's a Rilo Rodriguez bar from the song Equal Dirt. But the setup is I don't give a fuck where we at, Ben Simmons. And then the next bar is I ain't playing. Um, I get it. And I get the whole, I'm not playing. I'm taking things very seriously. But also, like, it's just such a shot at being. Alexa, turn my feelings off. We're not going through all that. PJ but... Tucker also has the greatest shoe collection probably of all time. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And he buys, like, used shoes and gets them refurbished. Like, he bought his son 
some rare J's and then got them refurbished and they're even better. Have you seen the guys who who refurbish sneakers? Mm-hmm. That that's like my. I can't, every time I see one, and it's always eleven thirty at night while I'm scrolling in the bed, and to see somebody take like a terrible pair of sneakers and make them look brand new is is, is magic. Yeah, man. So summer league, summer league. You know we bet he is now in the NBA, so we have to talk about him. We avoided this a lot. We talked only about his highlights, but Victor Wimbayama, Yama, Victor Wimbayama, has made his summer league debut. Boy, that first week, that first game, had to get his sea legs. He had his sea legs. He had to get his land legs. He was get, he was getting murked, and he said honestly, I didn't really know what I was doing, and. It was obvious. You could tell that he hadn't practiced. They dunked on him. Uh, they threw alley-oops on him. And he kind of went cr- And it looked bad for a second. And he, was hit- he wasn't hitting nothing. You all right over there? He went 2 of 13. Now, quietly, this is the part that was not reported on. He did have five blocks. <laughs> yeah, that was reported on. He had Still five had blocks. five blocks. But you're right. If If you're the highest, this is the reason that he is not LeBron right here. This is it right here. There was never a point where LeBron never got a moment to say, honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. LeBron was expected to be that guy from day one, and he was. You you have spent – he has a very high expectation for game one to be like, honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. When I saw that, I was like, bro, you kind of wilding. And you got dunked on here by Kai Jones for the Charlotte Hornets. And this is, I mean, this is a little cheapy of a he got dunked on. He's just out of, I mean, now defensively, you're out of position. And kudos to you for trying to jump. You know, I respect people who try to jump and block a dunk. But he kind of he got dunked on. Well, I don't really. I mean, Bro, you 7'5". I don't care what cheap. He jumped over you. You 7'5". Now, he was out of position. But, you, but it is what position. it is, dog. You, it is what it is. Now... This was all game one when we talked about this. This was all game one, y'all. Now, he got shook, you. too. Sure. There it is. Now, you can't do Baby this. Now, dear. I done told y'all, Rudy Gobert made it tough on you, bro. You can't do nothing soft on the court. Pause if necessary. Because you, Rudy, when Rudy Gobert cried for not making the all-star team in the French accent, you you can't be flopping in, in, your, first pre, in your first game, dog. You can't do this get shook by Brandon Miller and then fall and make this face like it's on. You can't do that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You can't do that. You can't soccer, soccer flop, it soccer up. Flop, soccer flop. You can't soccer they, it they up. They probably should. It's such a bad, bro. No, no, man. And then after you go to light skin, squinty eyes, like it hurts you, you know, they're giving out text for this. This is bad. You just got cooked, bro. You got cooked, but you got cooked, you're seven man. feet. You should probably not be playing perimeter defense like that either. And then there was game two. In game two, he went kind of crazy. First off, before he even started, security and his whole team was ready for game two. They said, look, he had a bad game. Don't get close to him. We are in the zone. We are ready. We are for the team. Win by Yama. Britney Spears sashayed up there and said, hey, wait a minute. And, boy, she tried to grab him, smack, and got backhanded in the face. (laughs) 
The gentleman looks like an older African American man. First off, um, African American. <laughs> if that's when Bayama's team, what? he is into. That's an international pimp hand. That ain't that ain't that ain't, that ain't African American. Yeah, and, and we want to be clear that was his security, not Victor. But this is the thing, and once again, situational awareness. I don't know if everybody knows who or what Britney Spears looks like these days. Do you think your dad could readily identify Britney Spears right now? My, my dad would be like, who? <laughs> who? I think Lester would be the same. Excuse me? Who's who? that? <laughs> oh, that's that crazy, nice that's that crazy white girl. That's what my dad would say back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't think my parents can readily like my mama like if you told her it was Britney Spears she'd be like oh I know who that is I've but heard that Britney name Spears before walked up on my mama and got too close but okay back up now you don't know who Bow. you are man COVID COVID uh, and then they tried to bring Victor they were like yeah so were yeah. you aware what happened he was like nope <laughs> I didn't even turn around and he did a little bit. He looked and said, oh, she got slapped. Now it's too late. I don't even... <laughs> yeah. hit... Oh, my God. Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real. Um, uh, now, we talked. Is. We made jokes about him in the first game. He had nine rebounds, eight... Yeah. I mean, nine points, eight rebounds, five blocks, and two of 13 shooting. Game two, I watched the whole game. He hit that first fadeaway. Over the defender, and there was nothing the defender could do. I was like, oh, y'all in for a long day. And they made it. The Spurs were very intentional about giving him the ball. Um, this was against Charlotte. It was okay. He did show glimpses of talent against Charlotte, which was, like you said, he had five blocks. Now, this was when I text Kev. I was like, dog, he is a rebounding machine. Like, they, it's hard to get rebounds over him, even – if you try to put a body on him because he's so tall. So tall. His, he's going to be able to high point the ball no matter what. If you're not just. There's if you're not tall and strong, because you're right. Majority of guys who are shorter can out. They can just kind of push you out of the way. But even if you like good in good position, he's going to reach over you. You you just. Bro, he was. Y'all didn't see where he got strict. that rebound from for those. He got the rebound from the opposite right. side of the paint, took one step, and was out on the was out the lane. He went from the left side of the lane to the right side of the lane with one step. Look at that. So that was a crazy and, and rebound. And it's not like you can foul him and have him shoot free throws. This is when I knew it was over. That shot back. right there, when he hit that, I was like, ooh, Portland, you went for a long day. <laughs> you went for a long night. I think that might have been his first bucket. Now, I will say his handles are not as good as everybody made it seem. He has a problem. He, I think he's still a little more anxious. He has a problem. Like, Did he, you just see him cross and step back? No, what I'm saying is, yeah, Kev, it's his reach. Well, that was the rebound. But if you look, he did this a couple times. The ball gets hung up on his hip because he's moving. It seems like he's moving too fast. He's still a little anxious. But, boy, if he could figure, look at that, and figure that out. It's nothing and you can do I with do, a fadeaway. I do want to be clear about there is a Block. different style of basketball <laughs> between NBA basketball and FIBA basketball, which he's been playing. Mm -hmm. The rules are a little bit different. 
they their lane is a little bit smaller. Like like Luca told you, it's easier for him to score in the NBA than it is in FIBA or Euroleague. Child Adam Silver. I mean, no, no, it's easy. Yes, yeah, easier to score in the NBA than it is in the Euroleague or FIBA. Mm-hmm. But the competition is substantially better here. So yeah, as as he gets more familiar with the dimensions of the paint and just finding out how to play. Yeah. Now what this, I did notice that was, I mean, he's he's very good. He has decent footwork on offense. He's he's offensively gifted. He's gotta learn how to pass. He's gotta learn but I mean here, I guess it's summer league, he like I ain't even trying to pass. Uh, pass the who 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 <laughs> name the other people on this thing. I can't name we, the other people on are, the court. <laughs> we are already a rebuild team and I get our two guys who are good are young and they definitely not playing Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson out there with these guys. No, all of you guys will be playing somewhere else soon and very soon. And they got Wimbayama right on out of there. Yeah, 27 points, yeah. 12 rebounds, done, and done. five blocks. Done for the done for the uh done, done for the summer. His 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 reach, his reach is crazy. His reach I'm gonna tell you the part crazy. that really helps him out. What is he is gonna be able to block shots and not jump. Because when you try yeah. to block a shot and you really jump to block a shot, it takes a lot out of you. Yes, but if no. you can just stick your hand up and do this, then you're saving a lot of the energy from like trying to jump. If he could play disciplined defense, I think his his pause, his length allows him to when you try to big man him out of the way, out of the paint, he can absorb the contact and still block the shot because he's seven five with an eight nine foot wingspan. And so just, even if you just pull a jump and chest, fall down every shoot. time, that's the thing about being seven feet tall. They're going to have to try to use all of their strength to knock you over or to get you out of the way because you're still you're you're that tall. So when they drop that elbow, fall down every time. It's gonna be crazy, man. He's it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Come on, go ahead and get your shots off, Reggie. We going ladies and so, gentlemen, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Reggie been waiting all day for this. Um before we talk about this, I do wanna shout out the the Florida Gators. Uh they did have two top five draft picks, one in baseball and Anthony Richardson, the number four pick to the Indianapolis Colts. Go ahead, shoot shoot at the black jerseys. So I'm going to take a shot at first. I'm going to shoot at the black jerseys. Well, I'm going to shoot at the black jerseys, but I'm actually just going to take an overall bomb. You know, first off, with the first round picks, it's all you always said that Georgia players do very well after they leave Georgia. It seems to me, Chauncey Gardner-Wilson, it seems to me, Anthony Richardson, it seems to me that these, whoever this baseball player is that you draw straws for, it seems oh, no, no, no. to mean, me that they are going to. Wait, let me be very clear. They lost to LSU in the baseball world championship, and L- LSU's had two players drafted one and two. That team is a damn good baseball team. Either way. Y'all either got way. it. Either way. Either way. I mean, you don't have to say that about a lot of stuff. A lot of people got it over Florida. But either way, you said Georgia, uh, y'all look terrible in these black uniforms with your funeral. You said that too. Doing all this stuff and you still lose. My, 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 how the tides have changed. The tables 
have turned. The meek shall inherit the earth. The last yeah, shall be first, and the first shall be last. Be last. Let me tell y'all what I never thought I would see is Florida in black uniforms. I thought when they went with the, I knew Florida was doomed. We went to the blue helmets. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> they definitely going like throwback. You know who else did that? UGA did that at Halloween against Florida when we had them black helmets. Got ransacked, got smoked, and the jokes were y'all doing all of that to lose. Look at what Florida is doing now. Black hel- black jerseys. Uh, uh, all these things to try to distract you from the fact that they lost to Kentucky and South Carolina with no real hope in sight. Or maybe you do. Do you have hope? Chevin, when you want me to, re- to respond. Okay, I'll let you. Know. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna the let you, fact that they still. I want to give you a space to get it, get your shit off first, and then just tell me when you want me to respond. Okay, I'll let you. I'll let you know. The fact that they still. <laughs> Go ahead, man, because I'm gonna tell you, you gonna earn it now. And don't let you, and y'all playing against Arkansas. Y'all better not lose. Debut these black uniforms for the first time in history and lose to Arkansas. Y'all better not do it. Y'all because I'm it's gonna be smoke in the city if we do if that happens. I'm gonna drink my water while I give you chest to rebut. Go ahead. Woo! All right. So I want to be very, very clear about this. I'm I'm not I'm, I'm consistent, I'm honest, and I'm transparent about my team. First, let's be very clear. Out of all the coaches to ever coach Florida, Billy Napier being the one to debut the black jersey is egregious, atrocious, and wrong. Just should not happen. There's no way. I support the black jersey. I think the black jersey is gonna be fire. I'm buying one. I have to have it. It's a must-have. Prepare to for me to wear it enough to you to be sick of it. So that is going to happen. Come on, we'll thing. call you today, it's Mr. The, Double Down. Mr. Double Down. It Come is, on. It, it is. No, no. Hear, hear what I'm saying. I like the jersey. I think the jersey is dope. Do I think that Billy Napier should be the head coach debuting the black jersey for University of Florida? Hell no. Billy Napier is a fraud. He is trash. And I'm waiting for him to be fired. It is that simple. I'm not gonna sit up here and bump fake with y'all that we like losing. We what like season are we like in clowns. Too? And then he gonna be the one talking about, oh, we wear black jerseys. You don't even get to make that decision. You should win <laughs> enough games before you even begin to get anywhere near that. And if you think that you should wear a black jersey, you should pick up your phone, you should call Steve Spurrier and say, hey, old ball coach, you think that I should wear a black jersey? And he's gonna say, yeah, hell no. You don't win enough games to damn near wear any jersey. And specifically, you're probably not going to be here through the end of next season. So let's go ahead and be clear. I don't want you to come over here and start touching the bad juju or the black jersey and ruin it like the University of Georgia did. Now, they did. Y'all ruined it. I'm going to tell you what y'all did. Y'all had no business going into that end zone, dancing in that end zone, and getting that 15-yard penalty with your whole team. Now, I think it was classless, but I think it was dope. What are you talking about? Hear Jordan? me out. 
We had white jerseys on that time. I could have sworn that was a black jersey. I'm we only w- we've never worn black jerseys and lost to Florida. I don't think. I don't think we I, the time we lost was I Alabama. Have to go back. We got smoked against Alabama. But so I just remember y'all Julio taking Jones. the whole team and going into the end zone. Yeah, we had white jerseys. I, I would have liked it if that would have been my team. That was whoo. That'll set anybody on fire. I don't like. It's just like the cream sickle jerseys coming back for Tampa this year. I like that jersey. This is going to be a bad year for Tampa. Losing and that jersey are going to become synonymous. This is going to be a very rough year for Florida. I think they say we have the toughest schedule in the SEC. And the black jersey, this is the wrong time. We should just wait for them to fire you first, Billy Napier. Yeah, we wore white jerseys that time. Oh, you're right. Okay, then burn the white jerseys. I don't care. Um, Oh, the Augusta Chronicles. Jeez. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You'll find a way to just... But, yes, black jerseys, great. Billy Napier being the guy to debut them, no. I think that they should just wait for his successor. If I was Michael Jordan, I would say, no, I'm not doing this this year. Roll it out next year once Billy Napier is fired. Why would you wait for his successor? Y'all are, like, in successor number seven. Like, what? Hey. (laughs) What you going to do? Keep trying. That's all we can do. You can joke all you want to, laugh all, kiki, 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 oh, all you want to. You're right. You're right. Gonna I, I'm going to laugh right. and kiki all I want to. You dug this hole. You are the one that decided to be an asshole when I first met you. I didn't know you. All I said was, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I like Georgia. And you went well, in. The issue I, said, is, I said, okay, I, I now. I grew up around I said, the UGA okay, fans I ain't who got, just ain't, have. Ain't, ain't got shit to do with me. I said, okay, hey, you now, when you, I, I meant when everything you, I said. I said, and what did I tell you? What did I tell you? I told you, I said, don't let Georgia win. I said, that is going to be bad for you. And then you oh, had the bright God. idea to start the podcast right before Georgia got good. All right, when Georgia was getting good. three Listen. good years and 40 years of football. Man, y'all got, man, don't get, hey. Hey, what? Congrats. Congrats what? Enjoy your little two or My three years what? of success. I can say the same thing about you. I can say the same thing about you. Thirty-seven. What? Years what year? What is it? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Two thousand six and two thousand eight. Two thousand seven. Two thousand nine is when y'all. And, and you know what? It ain't. It ain't forty years. You're right. Ours ain't either. Ours is zero. We are national champs twice, and we hey, are picked and to win again. Well, nah, before we this do that, I'm gonna go. Nope, nope. I'm gonna turn your mic off so you can't talk. Let me finish right quick. I'm gonna say this. Real quick, don't let us win three. If we win this third in a row, you will no longer be able to talk to me about nothing. Nathan, zero, zilch. Spurrier can go to hell. Urban can fall on the floor and pick up a new heart. Tebow can go on another mission. It don't matter who you bring up because y'all never, y'all ain't even did two in a row. So I'm really being nice. But if you let us win three, You can hang on to that 40 years. Say what you was going to say about Riley Cooper. I was hoping you like, oh, no. Oh, no. Let me tell you something. I have a book of jokes <laughs> for Florida that are inappropriate that if we went three in a row, I'm letting it fly. I'm letting it fly. I'm letting it fly. I probably won't even be able to go in the state no more by the time I finish. I have to fly to Miami only. I won't be able to go to the middle foot top. Well, nobody go there anyway. But I wouldn't be able to go through North Florida. Can't do it. Can't do it. Cause I'm gonna let it fly. Y'all yeah, hired man. the Negroes and the racists, the, and y'all still suck. Like I'm telling you, that was just at off the end top of the, of the day. Head. 
We don't still need to debut. Like, I, I don't know. I know that we're desperate now. That is the one thing that I'm very sure about. Now? You, this is your very last ace in the hole. Is that, this? hey, we have black jerseys. That is when you are really just, let's just sell some jerseys and try to make it through. And I'm I'm a realistic fan. I'm going to be very honest about my team. I hate Billy Napier. I think the Billy Napier was the reason that Anthony Richardson never really got to show how good he is. I think that the NFL guys have figured that out. Um, I think that Kyle Trask. That's, and, that's, and, a, that's a fair assessment. That's definitely a fair assessment. I, I think that Kyle Trask and, and Kyle Pitts were not allowed to do all of the things that they, they really could have because of Billy Napier. And overall, I just think that he's he's his offense Kyle is not Trask nearly was creative gone enough. before Napier got there. No. No. It was in his last year? Because didn't they go yes. to the SEC championship? No. Did Billy Napier uh, was Napier last year, last last year, first year? I think this is his third year. Yeah, this might be his third year. Either way, five A hey, man, <laughs> five in the eternal words of one of my favorite uncles, Uncle Curtis, buy the coach, fire the coach, get rid of the <laughs> that's, coach. That's the black. He that's the blackest is, thing. Fire the coach. When I tell you, no, he's in the second year, 2022, 2023, 2022. Yeah, it's his second year. Nah, he wasn't there with Trask. My brother's last football game. While the team is on the field feeling sad because they just lost, my uncle Curtis is ripped talking about fire the coach. <laughs> he didn't get my nephew the ball enough. Now, he might not have been wrong about that because my brother was one of the best football players in, in high school that year. But yes, fire the coach. He said it right on the field right after they lost their final <laughs> game. Um, and that's been one of the funniest family things that we have. We will never let down. Oh, that and is when so people true. are really bad at what they do, fire the coach. <laughs> If we'll tell that coach then, we'll sure as hell tell you, Billy Napier. And that offense where you just keep running all wide receiver screens, bro. We figured it out. That's what y'all offense is, though. Y'all hey, hey <laughs> once again, ladies and gentlemen, episode 111. Without you, none of this will be possible. Shout out to uh, Glizzy Lizzy. Without her, we would not have had very much to laugh at earlier in the episode. That's not true, but it was highly entertaining. Um, what you got for us before we close out here? Uh, we will. So there was some breaking news in college football that we haven't gotten all the, all of the, uh, details about with the coach at Northwestern being fired. Um, so we'll talk about that right. next week. Uh, it's for hazing along with other sexual harassment acts. Um, oh, wow. and he basically was suspended for two weeks with no pay. They came back and said, and he said he didn't know while they're doing an investigation. He didn't know about it. And then the, per, the whistleblower was like, nah, there's no way you couldn't have known about it. <laughs> and that's when they came back, did some more investigation. I'm pretty sure they have to make you aware that they're going to do an investigation on you. Um, and they fired him. Yeah, so, so I mean, will be more Western details to come out because it's supposed to be lawsuits and all this other stuff. But, you know, we'll talk about it. So y'all stay tuned for that. Also, Got another interview wait, wait, coming. Wait. Northwestern's best addition to sports is their journalism group. Um, all those guys mm-hmm. go work at ESPN, but sports? Ooh, Donnell Autry? <laughs> What's the dude that played running back that ended up going to the league? 
Darnell Autry. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Also, we got some more. I hope y'all go back and check out the interview we did with Justin Martin, uh, PGA professional. Uh, it was wonderful. Got a lot of good feedback. Y'all listen, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, you'll see us as well. We have some more interviews coming. If you guys want some, if you guys have in mind somebody that we should interview, go ahead and shoot us an email at www.the www.diveteammedia at gmail.com or go to the website www.thesplashcast.com or hit us up on Instagram. Other than that, nor yep. we didn't miss anything. Take us out. Reach out to us. Once again, man, Justin Martin, he nailed that interview. If you guys are interested in golf, you're interested in HBCUs, or you just want to have a fan or just listen to a fantastic conversation, I will preach that guy's, you know, kudos to the high heavens. That was that was one of the most fun times I've had in this podcast journey. He made it very easy for us, and we had a ball doing it. He taught us a bunch. Hey, man, cut it on. Go for you know, go for the experience. Outside of that, outside of that, outside of that, there will be a Splashcast 36 pack out Wednesday. There was a Splashcast 48 pack for the holiday that came out last Tuesday. Please go check it out. And we have a ton of great content on YouTube, on Twitch, on Instagram, and Reels. Um, whatever it is, you can find us. Please support. Like, follow, subscribe. We're going to say it from here until eternity. Um, number one, number one, number one, as we approach this MLB All-Star Weekend, more black baseball. Uh, more black baseball, more black baseball. And, of course, it is the summertime, so also more black beaches. More black cowboys, more black cowgirls, number two. And then number three, the historically black college university you graduated from, your cousin graduated from, that church, that person at church you was cool with, they graduated from, send some money over there. The historically black college university in your neighborhood, the one you go to step shows, homecoming, hopefully you go to graduation or just to be around your people, send some money over there. And then the greatest learning institution in all the world, the Hampton University. Uh, money is extremely important. They just say we have one of, the, I think, the biggest freshman class in Hampton history. We are continuing to grow and uplift black people on a daily basis. Send some money, just $18.68 on behalf of the Splashcast. We truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, outside of that, it ain't but one thing left to do. And what's that, Reggie? Hang, Hang out. out. Hey, man, keep your girl away from Usher. True player for real. <laughs> Um, yeah, y'all be safe. Y'all be safe. Love y'all. Stay, uh, stay safe. Peace. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's the Splashcast 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday. They can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday morning live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com and of course via Instagram at the Splashcast. I fell in love with the sports first. Before the back, I fell in love with the Porsche first. Yeah. Young woman giving up her body for a Dior purse. 
She don't understand that she really have more worth You a queen, baby, you just need to see your worth Machine back, giving them the gospel, it's more church My dog went to prison, came home and did more dirt Had to tell my young boy to chill, that's your fourth perk I love him, something happened to me, he feel the scorched earth I don't listen to these niggas' music, it all be capped I was uninspired for a minute, this brought me back I'm an outcast like big boy, but I'm more three stacks I might retire and play the flute, I'm so bored with rap Feeling like I needed more, even though I just had completed that European tour When I was feeling defeated, nobody even called to check on me at all You're supposed to be my dog, even when I accomplish something They don't give me applause, they just down talking my name when speaking to them bro. You same niggas that always big bro, big bro me to death Was in my A when I